Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast with your hosts, Mike Randall and Gus Kearns. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast listeners out there, thank you so much for tuning in where we're always talking everything college hoops and a couple of other things along the line. Don't worry. Uh, We're powered up by Blog Talk Radio. Your intro and outro music is thanks to bell jar thank you for tuning in carving out some time you could have been anywhere else on the dial but you chose to be here with us mike and gus and we appreciate that so listeners if you like what you're listening to you appreciate the mid-major podcast is gus going solo with you here on the mid-major podcast just giving you a little update and shout out of what's happening give us a follow on twitter we're at sds podcast efficiency of keystrokes of course you really like mike's bracket breakdown give him a follow as well on twitter at randall rant he is both informative and intelligent he's also entertaining to say the least uh you like what you're listening to and you'd like to give us a little shout on apple Podcasts? please do we appreciate any sort of love on there a little comment a little five-star review you know we're looking for moving up in the uh metrics as far as uh podcasts go so if you punch that in this weekend we totally appreciate that so thank you for listening to the mid-major podcast and maybe uh thinking uh about doing that along the way we'd appreciate that listeners how about we get into a couple of games we're going to start with a couple of biggies and then we're going to end with a biggie as well if we didn't start in the a10 with davidson and st bonnie's on the mid-major podcast we'd be doing the mid-major podcast listeners a major disservice man what a game I'm going to say this is one of the top 10 games in our sport all season. Maybe a slot below the Gonzaga-Florida game. Uh, You can probably pile up a couple other games, but I think this falls into line as far as one of the top 7, 8, 9, 10. If you want to throw it into the top 5, I'm cool with that. I would do that. I would throw it in one of the top 5 games of our sport this entire season. In the Atlantic 10. Mike and I talked about this a little bit on the previous podcast, but I thought we'd give it a little bit more love here on the Mid-Major Podcast due to the category it falls under. We had Davidson head into St. Bonnie's, and luckily, thankfully, I am so happy to say we went to three overtime. Davidson drops the game on the road to St. Bonnie's. St. Bonnie's wins 117-113. Are you kidding me? What does that even mean? Are you kidding me with 117 points and 113 points? St. Bonnie's 13 straight wins as a program. That is the longest streak in school history. Unbelievable job by St. Bonnie's. In this game, that's right, we had three career 
highs. I know it's a triple overtime game, but it's still worth champion. Okay? Peyton Aldrich, 45 points, 12 boards. Not only was it 45 points, he scored 45 points on 22 shots. That might be one of the most efficient games in college basketball this entire season. He was 14 for 22. Unbelievable job by Peyton Aldridge. And and you, t- you heard Mike and I talk about uh, uh, Kalen Grady uh, on the podcast earlier this week. And we compared him to maybe Kobe McEwen, Utah State. We compared him to uh, a Hall, Montana State. Maybe you thought another shooter might get into the realm that he was getting into. Grady had 39 points. And by the way, this isn't an anomaly. This this is not like, uh, you know, an outlier. The 6-5 Frosh has averaged 32 points per game over his last three games. It just so happens that this 39 is a career high in in a high-profile game against uh, St. Bonnie's, a team that has an unbelievable backcourt and is pulling for a uh, March Madness uh, college invite. Let's get to Bonnie's, right? Let's get let, 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 let let's let's do this. Courtney Stockard, 31 points on 13. Uh, I'm sorry, on on 11 of 17 field goal shooting. That's a career high. That's right. Six five junior just totally balled out in this game. Matt Mobley played hero. He put on the cape. He put on the cowl. He had third. He had 11 in the triple overtime to play closer and to play hero. He was seven of 17 of field goals, scored a 30, 33 points. Yeah, and Jalen Adams is kind of like doing his thing, right? This is like normal Jalen Adams at this point. 30, 34 points, 10 of 18 from the field goal. Unbelievably efficient on the offensive end for both teams. Here's what we have to take forward, uh, take moving forward, right? Davidson, total bid stealer here. They could totally win the A-10 tournament in New York City, in Brooklyn, moving forward and be a bid stealer and win this whole entire thing. Let's just say that. Let's just get that out in the open right now. I know they're. I know that they're 17 and 11 and 12 and 5 in conference. And you're like 17, 11 in the A10. What are we even talking about? Like they're going to get a tournament. Yeah, St. Bonnie's is, is 23 and 6 and 13 and 4. Um, they have the longest. You know, we mentioned the longest uh, winning streak in school history. So on and so on. They're probably going to get an at-large. Uh, we know URI is going to get an at-large. But if Davidson can make it to the championship game and maybe steal the bid here, then the A-10 is looking at a three-bid league. Totally awesome. And you know what? You know what the crazy thing is about if all three of those teams get in? All three of those teams are going to win games. Davidson can win a game against anybody because they're uber efficient on the offensive end and are so hard to guard. They're so hard to game plan for. They're so hard to scout. St. Bonnie's. We've talked about their backcourt the entire year on this podcast. Mobley and Adams make up one of the finest backcourts in the nation, possibly a top five backcourt in the whole entire nation, regardless of mid-major, high-major, whatever you're talking about. You want to compare them against any backcourt in the nation? Yeah, go ahead and do it. You know what? It's probably true that the Bonnies are going to come out on top in that comparison. And then you have URI. URI, they're, they're an automatic lock already. It's just a matter of what their seed is going to be. Are they going to be a five seed? Are they going to be a six seed? Are they going to be a seven seed? Are they going to play in the eight, nine game? You want to see what's going to happen moving forward. A-10, unbelievably impressive. And you know, we talked about this in the, on the podcast earlier. This is the type of game that our sport exactly needed. It needed a defining game that was like, oh my goodness, let's celebrate a freshman. 
Let's celebrate a player coming off of injury. Let's celebrate a senior that has put his time in. Let's celebrate a guy going off for 45 points. Yeah, let's celebrate, right? So Davidson, St. Bonnie's, I'm just going to say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for providing our sport for exactly what we needed on the high major level and the mid-major level. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Got to go to the MAC next. Akron went to Buffalo. Akron drops a game 80 to uh, 68. Buffalo is now the number one seed in the MAC 20 for the first time in school history. They have also established a school record for home wins with 14, and they have also established a school record for most conference conference wins with 14. Unbelievable job by the Buffalo Bills. Crazy part about this, and the crazy part about the result of this particular game is that Akron was up 38 to 32 at the half. C.J. Massenburg had no problem with that uh, outcome at the half and went for a double-double, 26-10. He hit five threes. That's right. It's his eighth double-double of the season. Wes Clark, transfer that is now eligible, running the point. He had 18-5. and five. This Buffalo team is an issue. With Clark running the point, Massenburg doing his thing as like a swing man. That's like a mismatch waiting to happen. This Buffalo team is interesting. We'll talk a little bit more about conference tournaments as we go along. But Buffalo, congratulations on your number one seed. Congratulations on the school record for home wins and the school record for conference wins. Unbelievable job by Buffalo. Got to check in with the American East, right? America East had Vermont visiting Maine, and Vermont wins a game 74-62. This leaves Vermont at 25-6 overall, 15-1 in the conference. Maine is now 6-25, 3-13 in the conference overall. But really, what does this mean? Normally, we wouldn't talk about this game on the mid-major podcast, but if your senior class establishes 97 career wins, then you need to be talked about in an unimportant game. And with the America East Conference Tournament, guess what? They have a chance at cracking triple digits. They have a chance at 100 career wins. I don't mean to jinx it. I'm just talking in truths here. It's not anything that can't happen. Trayvon Haynes, 16 points, and repeats as conference player of the year. This is a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned. He was unbelievable, especially without Anthony Lamb the entire season. He improved on every statistical category that you could want and averaged almost 15 points a game, uh, averaged almost four assists a game, and almost five boards a game. Guy was unbelievable in conference and was a difference maker. His change of speeds is what sets him apart from every other player in this particular conference and what sets him apart as a unique point guard in the whole entire nation in the college basketball landscape. Coach Becker, guess what? No surprise here. Coach of the year. Why wouldn't he win coach of the year? When the preseason player of the year in Anthony Lamb goes down and misses the entire conference season and you still go 15-1 and and are the number one seed in your conference tournament, guess what? You win coach of the year. That's what happens. Coach Becker was amazing on the podcast. So thankful to have him on. Um, Well-deserved award. And if Coach Becker doesn't get a couple of uh, high major conferences teams, uh, you know, calling his agent, then those high conference teams are doing a disservice and aren't doing their due diligence. Hey, guess what? Cam Ward, sixth man of the year. 
You know the unique thing about this? In Vermont, Cam Ward won Sixth Man of the Year as a freshman, and guess what? He also won it as a senior. You want to talk about selfless? You want to talk about, like, absolute I'm going for the better of the team? Then you look at Cam Ward and Vermont and the Catamounts. He could have transferred out and looked for more playing time. He could have went somewhere else. He could have, you know, belly ached and said, like, I should be starting. But you know what he did? He invested in the program. He invested in the system. He invested in Coach Becker and said, I am here for these 97 career wins for my class. And I am not going to bellyache over this. And I am invested. You want me to be a six man? Go for it. I'm in. You want me to not start after being a senior and winning six man of the year as a freshman? I'm good with that. You want me to step up when one of your studs is hurt? Anthony Lamb, I'm in with that. I'm going to put up points for you. I'm going to help this team win. That's exactly what Cam Ward did. You have put personal statistics aside and put the team goals and the team achievement ahead of that. Kudos to you, Cam Ward. Love what you are doing as a player and a student athlete. This will do nothing but promote success for you moving forward as an adult in the real world. Cam Ward, kudos, cheers, Salacha. Awesome, man. Congratulations on your Sixth Man of the Year award. Well deserved. And guess what? You know what happened in this game? Their stud, Anthony Lamb, came back. He returned. He came back from injury. He worked hard. He efforted it. He worked with his rehab. He worked with the, with the, with the health staff. He came back for 11 minutes, five points, three boards, hit a three. If he's going to come back and be impactful... Just like Mike Randall has done on his March Madness training, this team is unbelievably dangerous because Anthony Lamb is one of those players where he doesn't give a dang. I'm going to keep it clean here. He doesn't care. He doesn't care how tall you are. He doesn't care how long you are. He doesn't care how much you weigh. He's going to put up buckets against you. He's going to post you up. He's going to shoot threes. He's going to shoot it in the mid game. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to find a way to score. And he's going to find a way to help his team win, just like he did when he put up 20 when he was, forcing, when he was facing Caleb Swanigan and Purdue in the tournament last year. He's going to do the exact same thing to anybody that's matched up against him in March. So if you are a team, a high major team that's matched up and you find Vermont, and you find Coach Bickar on the sidelines, and you find Trey Bell Haynes running the point, and you find Anthony Lamb doing his thing, and you find Cam Ward making a couple of big shots somewhere throughout the game, you don't want to face this team. You totally do not want to face this Vermont team. This Vermont team is almost more dangerous than it was last year. Cheers to Vermont and their, Nash, uh, and their uh, regular season America East title. Uh, we'll pay attention to the America East tourney a little bit later. Let's head out to the Mountain West. Mount West Conference had number 21 ranked in Nevada heading to UNLV, and Nevada just wiped the floor with them. They scored 101 points, and uh, UNLV scored 75. And it was UNLV's senior night. You know how Mike and I feel about senior nights. Mike thinks it's not a big deal. I realize it's a big deal. Perhaps this could be a podcast like later on in the summer where he and I debate on the impact of senior night. But really what it comes down to is if you have a senior night, the emotions are high on one end or the other end, right? Your parents are there. Grandparents, I don't know, maybe your AAU coach, high school coach, 
You have so many people there that you're, you've invested time and effort in, and they're there to see that one moment. And that one moment sometimes doesn't define what the investment has been of those people and of those parties into your success. And so you put this undue pressure on yourself of, I need to show all of these different people all of the success that they've helped me garner. And sometimes it doesn't work out. And this UNLV is just another you know, you know, example of that. Nevada puts up 100 on them. Nevada is now 26 and 5, 15 and 2 in conference. UNLV is now uh, 19 and, and 11, 8 and 9. And again, we mentioned the senior th- year thing. All right, here's what I'm going to say. This is the most important part of this podcast. Everybody listening? Everybody in? Okay. Everybody's got their notebook out. You got your phone out. You're going to take some notes on this. Okay, good. Just making sure because when we're on the mid-major podcast, sometimes I'll spit out something that's really impactful and really truthful. It's time to pay attention to Cody Martin. I don't really care about the injuries. I don't really care about the shortcomings on the roster. It's time to pay attention to Cody Martin. Here's what I'm going to tell you about Cody Martin. 6'7", junior, transfer, NC State for Nevada. Here's what I'm going to give you. Almost 19 points per game over his last four games. Nine and a half rebounds over his last four four games. 7.2 assists over his last four games. 2.2 steals, 1.7 blocks, and only 1.5 turnovers in those last four games. You know what those last four games signify? When he's been asked to run the point. This team is a different team with Cody running the point. He's unbelievably impactful on every aspect that you can ask a college basketball player to be impactful on. We can look at uh, one of my favorite guys, Jordan Caroline, and look at how he bangs down low and sacrifices his personal stats to go into rebounds and defend down in the post. We can look at Caleb Martin and look at how efficient he is on the offensive end with uh, mid-range jumpers because that's a unique skill set that he owns. We can look at Stevens and look at though, even though he's injured, he is knocking down three-pointers at an unbelievably efficient rate. But the key to this team moving forward and the key to this team in their conference tournament and the key to this team with success in March is Cody Martin. Cody Martin is putting up unreal, unseen numbers. The dude is balling out in the biggest way that you could hope a college athlete could ball out on the biggest stage that they have. They are compromised injury-wise and roster-wise. And he is being asked to do something that he does not normally need to do. Is he an awesome player and plays like unbelievably on the wing? Yes. Is he being asked to handle an unbelievable workload right now over the last four games with the Lindsey Drew injury? Yes. We need to champion Cody Martin as one of the best players in the nation. No, not one of the best players in his conference, not one of the best players on his team, the one of the best players in the nation right now over the last four games after being asked to do something that he does not normally need to be asked to do. Cody Martin is playing like a stud. He is playing like an NBA player. He is playing like one of the best players in the nation, and that needs to be recognized. Now, does that mean that Nevada's going to go ahead and win this, uh, you know, the Mountain West Conference tournament? I have no idea. I don't know. 
Who knows? If I was going to guess, absolutely. But over the last four games, in a short sample size, he's been unbelievably impactful and unbelievably efficient. A couple other things on this game. The little issue with a team that has a true big that Nevada might have a problem with that we brought up with like Seth Davis earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah, UNLV has Brandon McCoy, 7-1. He's going to get drafted in the first round. He had 19 and 17. Seems like Nevada stole a little game plan from Florida here and just said, like, hey, we're going to let him go for his. We're good. We're going to guard great on the perimeter and shut down everything else that you have available on the offensive edge. And last thing for Nevada, they finished the season at San Diego State University, and they are fresh off the Boise State win. So you want to take the temperature on this uh, Nevada team? You want to see what this Wolfpack team is made of? Take a look at that game. I think that game's going to tell the story for you and really help you make your decision on what you're going to do with them in March. Cody Martin, holy smokes. That guy, unbelievable numbers. We had an email a little while ago talking about like, hey, let's talk some Wichita State. You know, Mike has been on the Wichita State bandwagon all year. So we'll give them a little love here because they went to overtime too. We started with an overtime game, a triple overtime game with uh, Davidson and St. Bonnie's. And uh, why not finish with an overtime game with number 11, Wichita State, beating UCF in overtime, 75-71. Pretty cool game here. Uh, This sets up the showdown with number 10, Cincinnati. Uh, on Sunday with Wichita State, and that's going to be for all the marbles in the ACC. Uh, Winner takes the outright tournament. Uh, Winner takes the, I'm sorry, winner takes the outright uh, regular season title. Isn't it a shame that Taco Fall and B.J. Taylor didn't have a ton of floor time together this season, and we couldn't see, like, what was going to be the best uh, UCF team that could possibly be out there? I mean, A.J. Davis did everything he could, he had 31, hit a huge three to force overtime. He was unbelievably impactful and really cool. Um, that 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 kind of like broken play shot that he had was unbelievable. Um, and you knew Wichita State was a little bit in trouble from the start. But Wichita State wins the game, and that leaves them at 24 and 5, 14 and 3 overall. Uh, UCF is now 17 and 12, 8 and 9 overall. Uh, and the showdown this weekend with number 10, Cincinnati, is for all the marbles. Whoever wins that game wins a title. Um, and you want I think that's going to tell a lot of truths moving forward of how you're going to pick your bracket between those two teams. Uh, we know that Mike Randall has been in love with McCronin and Cincinnati, but he's also picked Wichita State for his Final Four on multiple March Madness training montages. So... You want to see what way this game goes, and you want to see which way that this is going to roll. So those is, that's the rundown of the games. We'll give you a little rundown of the tournaments coming up, of course, but we want to touch on some of our favorites. And, of course, we need to touch on uh, Davidson St. Bonnie's, Buffalo, Vermont, kudos on your championship and all of your awards. Uh, Nevada, uh, we wanted to make sure that we championed Cody Martin and his absolutely outlandish and unreal numbers uh, during his uh, four-game stretch as point guard. And we wanted to talk about Wichita State and UCF because that overtime game was really cool. And and, and by the way, Landry Shamit with that dunk down the middle, do you think he would have thought better with uh, 
Taco Fall there? I think he might have thought better with Taco Fall there. All right, listeners. We just wanted to give a shot to catch up with some Dr. Tony trivia. Wanted to give a shout out to Adam. Adam nailed our last Dr. Tr- uh, Dr. Tony trivia question of who was the top of the coaching tree with uh, John Grossi, Archie Miller, Brad Stevenson, and, and Sean Miller. And he said Thad Mata. We threw out who was the coach, the, the, the bark, the trunk of this coaching tree with Bruiser Flint. Derek Kellogg and Josh Pastner. Uh, and you know what? I just want to give a shout out. This this answer wasn't correct, but we had a, a listener that emailed in for the second time, so I just want to give him a little shout out. Joe from Mini, sorry, you're wrong. But I love that you responded uh, and he answered uh, correctly on a previous uh, trivia question. But sorry, Joe from Mini, you are out. But guess who got it? Coach Looch from... Coach Looch and his lovely wife, Nicole, got this trivia question correct. He said, is it Coach Cal? Yes, Coach Looch. It's Coach Cal. So, Coach Looch, congratulations to you. Enjoy your time off. Enjoy March Madness. Enjoy getting to spend some time with your family. We appreciate you reaching out to the podcast. Just want to say, Bruiser Flint, Derek Kellogg. Josh Pashner, all coaching under Coach Calipari. Uh, if you'd like to answer the trivia question, we'd like to hear from you, of course. Let's do Gmail, scspodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you're listening to, don't forget to give a, a follow on Twitter, at scspodcast. Efficiency of keystrokes, of course. And uh, if you like what you're, if, if you like what you're listening to, don't forget to give us a you know a, a nice review on uh, iTunes uh, slash po- uh, Apple Podcasts. We'd love to uh, give a shout out to a couple people uh, if you leave a nice review. And here is the next trivia question. Everybody ready for the next trivia question? So if you like what you're listening to, like just hit up scspodcast.gmail.com. Here we go. You ready? Here's the coaching tree. Stan Heath. Brian Gregory and Tom Crean. Again, here is the brand here are the branches on the coaching tree. Stan Heath, Brian Gregory, and Tom Crean. Who is the head coach that all of those coaches coach under? Stan Heath, Brian Gregory, Tom Crean. Give us the head coach that all of those guys coached under. Uh, we're looking for uh, an answer via Email scspodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at scspodcast on Twitter, of course. Um, and uh, yo, we got next, man. Yo, we're running, we're stretching, we're getting ready. Yo, don't shoot some free throws. We got next. We're good. We got this. You ready? All right. On Gus got next, we're going to shout out and champion couple of unbelievable performances on the mid-major level by some awesome student athletes that need to get their attention and they get their attention here on the screen the screener college basketball mid-major podcast yo you know who i got i got jace hogan i got jace hogan from jacksonville 6-6 junior went for 39 points he shot it 17 for 25 from the field and you know what i like about jace hogan 
He needed zero threes to get that number. The Navy transfer went for 39 in a 87-68 win over Kensaw State. So I got Jace Hogan from Jacksonville. 6'6", junior. He's going to do some damage. And you know what we're going to do? We're not going to kick it to him on the wing. We're going to kick it to that guy in the post. Hogan, do your damage in the post. Yo, you know who else we run with? We run with Derek Bruce, Texas Southern, 6'3", junior, Oregon State transfer. Check this out, man. This is crazy. Last Saturday, Bruce went for 35 points and nine threes in a 106-71 win for Texas Southern. And then he followed up on Monday with 37 points and eight threes in a 95-77 win for Texas Southern. So I got Bruce. Yo, Hogan gets held down, down low. He's going to kick it out to Bruce. We good. They can swing it to me on the on the swing pass. And then you know who I'm going to pass it to? I'm passing it to Ahmed Thomas from UNC Asheville. I'm going to kick it to Ahmed Thomas. And he, you know what he's going to do? He's going to go shoot a floater. He hit a floater in the final minute to hold off Charleston Southern in a 71-66 win in the Big South quarterfinals. Ahmed Thomas is going to be our guy on the swing pass, and he's going to hit a floater, mid-range game. No doubt Thomas is going to do damage for us. So we got Jace Hogan, Jacksonville. We got Derek Bruce, Texas Southern. We're going to kick it to Ahmed Thomas, UNC Asheville, to hit the floater. And you know who we got? In case we get into a late game situation and we need a bucket and we, you know, we're scrambling and we need to inbound the ball with about three seconds to go. You know who we're going for? This is totally predictable. Going Ian Boyd, George Mason. Ian Boyd tips in the winner after he canned a three against St. Joe's to win it. And don't forget the three about uh, a three that he hit against UMass. And then don't forget about his teammate, Otis Livingston, who hit a three on January 10th against St. Joe's to win the game. So George Mason is full of people on Gus Got Next. But you know what? We're going to run Ian Boyd. Ian Boyd is going to be out on the perimeter. We're not going to ask him to do much. We get in a game point situation. Guess what? Jace Hogan, Darius, uh, Derek Bruce, and Ahmad Thomas are going to do. You know what we're going to do? We're going to kick it to Ian Boyd, and we're going to let him do his thing from George Mason. So here's my squad. We run in this week. We got Jace Hogan getting buckets for us from Jacksonville. Yeah, we got Derek Bruce from Texas Southern. Just in case we get held up in the half court, we're going to kick it to him and let him kick, can some threes. He went to 37 and 35. Ridiculous for Texas Southern. Yo, we get held up in the shot clock and we need a bucket. You know who we're going to? We're going through Ahmed Thomas, UNC Asheville. He's going to get us a bucket if we need to, just like he did when he got his floater against Charles, uh, Charles, Charleston Southern. And look. If we get in a game point situation, there is no doubt we are clearing out for Ian Boyd, setting screens for him, and letting him do his thing from George Mason. And then if he doesn't do his thing, then we're going to bring in Otis Livingston off the bench, and we're going to let him do his thing. And he can sub in for me. I'm good with that. Gus got next. We ain't getting off the court all week. We ain't getting off until next week. We ain't getting off until you tell us so. Because guess what? When it's conference tournament time, when Gus got next and his team is out there, we roll it. Dang. All right, listeners. Uh, I got one more thing that we might need to talk about for a couple of seconds, and then we'll get to our conference tournaments. I think we need to acknowledge. 
I think we need to champion. I think we need to bow our heads. Central Michigan, they had a shooting on campus. CMU police were on the hunt for the killer, doing their due diligence, getting after it, trying to right the wrong. Central Michigan has canceled their most recent game, rightly so, so everybody feels safe. They alerted all of their families to come get their kids, take them home for spring break. Hug your kids, man. Hug your, hug your nephews, hug your nieces, hug your grandkids, hug them. Hug them real tight. This has been a theme on the podcast, mid-major podcasts, Mike and I's podcasts, all year. Hug those kids tight. Take good care of them. Not placing blame here. Just saying, hug those people you love tight. Keep them close. Keep a good eye on them. Set a good influence for them. Teach them what to do in these times of crisis. Central Michigan, our hearts go out to you. Go solve the problem, get it right. Seems like you're on the right track. Root for you on all fronts, on the floor, in life, and solving the problem. Go get it done, go figure it out. Nice. And everybody else, take good care of your peeps. Take good care of your family. Take great care of what you love. Hug what you love. Take good care of it. Make sure you're influencing it the right way. Don't take it for granted. Make sure you teach your people what to do in those situations so they are safer, confident, and not panicked. Got it, people? Help the, help the people that help us. Firemen, the policemen, the first responders. Help them make their job easier by giving your people you love a good strategy, a simple strategy of staying safe and making good. Do it, do it, do it. Go over it, have that conversation. I know it's hard. It's the last thing you want to do on a Friday night. It's the last thing you want to do after a long day. It's the last thing you want to do on a weekend. You want to enjoy it. I get it. I know it. Help, help, help situations like at Central Michigan go the right way because they're a little bit better prepared. Go ahead and do it. All right? It's not that hard. Take the time. It'll be a good conversation in Central Michigan. We're with you out there. Families out there that have experienced losses and, and, and grief. Ah, oh, man, it's heartbreaking. So everybody else, let's do what we can do on our end. Let's make the next time that this possibly happens, let's make sure that our people, our families, our children are a little bit more well-prepared so they can act a little bit more accordingly and just be that, that, that smidgen of percentage safer. Everybody good with that? All right, Central Michigan families, we're with you. Mid-major podcast is out there with you. Screen the Screener podcast is out there with you. you know, prayers, good vibes out your way. Cool. All right, people, guess what we're ready for? We're ready for some conference tournament rundowns now. Everybody good with that? I, I, I don't know if everybody's good with that. Listen. I'm going to give you as many as I can, as quickly as I can. I don't want to take up too much of your weekend. I know that we took up a lot of time. I know I, I spent way too long on Nevada. I know that we spent way too long on Vermont. But you know what? Those uh, programs deserve that time. Okay, and when we're giving you the rundowns of, this particular, uh, of these particular uh, conference tournaments, it's not crazy for you to go ahead and take a look at some betting lines. You know? 
ever since we started this podcast, we've been asking, people have been asking us, like, who you like, who you got, what do you like here, who do you, who you favor in this game? And guess what? We've always answered them. And then, you know what we're going to tell you? It's not as important as, like, who you're betting on, but it's who you're betting with. And one of the things I've always said to Mike is if betting was legal, and, and, and betting is legal. And luckily, betting is legal with my bookie. My bookie has been in this business for years and years. Their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing and just signing up. They have the fastest payouts in the business. They got 48 hour processing. Look, if you're gonna turn around and get a 48, pow, a 48 hour payback on a bet that you feel really good about, what else do you want from a, a, a betting organization? When you win, you get paid. Listen, I know who's gonna win. You know who's gonna win. You know, when we go down these rundowns, you, you're gonna have a better chance of you know who's gonna win. So let's lay down some money on this. Let's win some cash and let's win big. Look, Mike and I would only recommend this if we did it ourselves. And you know from listening to the podcast that Mike is fully invested in laying down a little money each weekend on a couple of teams he likes. And this service has been really good to him and he's had zero complaints. So that's why we're urging you to make your way to my bookie. They have in-game betting, which is totally cool if you're willing to bet on uh, first game, uh, first half lines and second half lines. Something I haven't, uh, uh, you know, I, I haven't dived into yet, but I think that's worth taking a peek at. And there are other uh, rewarding perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes their wagering a breeze on the go. So definitely take a look at that, please. So join my bookie. They'll make a match to your deposit up to a 100% match to your deposit. Please enter the promo code SDS to activate this offer and visit mybookietoday.com. Um, so, uh, I'm sorry, visit mybookie today. You play, you win, you get paid. So you're looking to get paid on some of these games you, 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 you're taking a look at and you feel like you know, go to mybookie, fill it out, plug it in, and we're good, and guess what? You're gonna get paid, you're gonna feel good about things, and guess what's gonna happen? You win, you get paid. All right, so you wanna take a look at some of these uh, conference uh, tournaments? I think after reading that uh, my bookie thing, I think now you might be more engaged on what we're gonna say, right? So let's take a look at the uh, 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 Missouri Valley Conference uh, Finals. Uh, it's already underway, of course. Uh, we have Loyola as the number one seed. We heard Brad Evans talk about how he likes uh, Loyola uh, moving into the tournament um, and could make some noise in March Madness. They are the number one seed in this particular tournament. So we take a look. Uh, I think Loyola is going to move on to the finals. And you know who I think they're going to face? I know this sounds crazy, but I think they're going to face Missouri State. And I think Missouri State is in the play-in game, and they just beat Valparaiso, and now they have to play the second seed, Southern Illinois. But I think that 
with a player like Alize Johnson, I don't think that they're going to get outclassed or out-athlete or outplayed by anybody in this conference. And this type of conference tournament plays into Missouri State's hands. So even though they're seventh seed, I'm going to say give me Loyola versus Missouri State in the finals. And of course, I'm going to say give me Loyola Chicago to win the, uh, the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. That'll be pretty cool. But I think that Alizé Johnson is going to have his say in this tournament, and I think he's going to roll his team into the finals. And you heard what Brad Evans said about Loyola Chicago in March, so I think they're a team worth paying attention to. Uh, how about we head to the uh, How about we head um, to the Southern Conference next? Uh, the Southern Conference uh, has a number of different teams. Uh, you know, we had Mercer success early on. We had Wofford beat UNC earlier. You know what I'm going to do here? I hate to do this, but this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to stick chalk here. I think UNCG is not going to get uh, shook in here, and I think they're going to meet East Tennessee State in the finals. And I think whoever comes out of that particular battle with East Tennessee State and UNCG, I think that's going to be what. I, I, I think both of those teams are live in March. So if you're taking a peek at a 12 or a 13 seed and it's UNCG or East Tennessee State, it's worth taking a peek at. I don't think it's crazy that either one of those teams could win a team in March. Um, let's take a look at the Horizon. I think the Horizon League is one of the most interesting leagues that we could take a look at on the mid-major level. Here's why. Number one, you got Northern Kentucky and Wright State. Both of those teams have been some of the best teams in the conference the whole entire year. You got UIC, who's made some noise and has won some big games. But then you also have Oakland, who maybe is the most talented team in the conference, and they're sitting at the four seed. So what am I going to say? I think that Northern Kentucky is going to get through. I think that Oakland's going to win their game against uh, uh, Uipui. I think that uh, UIC is going to win their game, and they're going to play Wright State. And then listen to this. I think UIC is going to play Oakland for the championship. How about that? I think both Northern Kentucky and Wright State are going to get picked off. And I think that Oakland and UIC are going to play for the championship. And you know what? Give me the best player on the floor. Give me uh, Oakland and give me uh, uh, Dunn. And I think that Oakland takes the championship and gets the automatic bid as the four seed in this league. Is that a little crazy? I, th I don't think it's that crazy, especially because they were snake-bitten uh, just a little bit ago. How about the Big South? The Big South is a, uh, a league that we've talked about. We talked about, uh, you know, we talked with uh, Winthrop preseason. Uh, Winthrop is into the uh, semifinals. Um, UNC Asheville, of course, is into the, uh, the semifinals. Um, and then Radford defeats Winthrop in the semifinals. So it's going to be a UNC Asheville-Radford finals. And you know what? Give me UNC Asheville. I know UNC Asheville has to dispose of Liberty. I know Liberty plays like a high pace of play, but I think that UNC Asheville is going to defeat Liberty and then go on to the championship and defeat Radford. I don't think Radford is that uh, that talented. I also think Radford's pace of play does not play into UNC Asheville's pace of play. So give me Ashford moving on. I think that's an interesting game to pay attention to moving forward. Uh, how about we pay attention to the Ohio Valley? 
Are you kidding me with the Ohio Valley? I got I got Jackson State and Belmont in the finals. Is that what I'm looking at? Really? What else do you want? You want the two best players, Amaze, Gizzi, and, and, and Windler, and, 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 and you want uh, uh, Murray State. Like, what else do you want from a tournament? Uh, Jonathan Stark, of course, is going to lead Murray State into the finals, and he's possible player of the year. Either one of these teams, very similarly, are going to be an issue. I think Belmont is very similar to Davidson in their offensive approach and how they're going to score it. And if you're going to take a look at Jonathan Stark, I think Jonathan Stark is one of the most efficient players in the nation. I don't think it's crazy that you mention him as a top 30 player in the nation overall. I don't think it's crazy that you mention Murray State as a possible upset team if they win this tournament over Belmont. So I'm going to take Belmont and Murray State in the finals, and either one of those teams is going to be an issue as a 12, 13, 14 seed moving forward, depending on where they are ranked in March. And I love both of those coaches. I think both of those coaches are extremely talented coaches. Uh, so we got Gonzaga, we got BYU, we got St. Mary's. Look, anywhere else you think I'm going besides Gonzaga? No. I think Gonzaga's going to take care of San Francisco once they beat Pacific. And I think they're going to take care of St. Mary's once St. Mary's take care of BYU. The BYU-San Diego, San Diego game. Be careful, BYU. San Diego plays tough defense. I know they're down a coach, and there's a little static there on their end as, as far as the program. But I think Gonzaga takes care of things here. And they don't even think about uh, losing this conference tournament. This team is really unique, and I think this team is unbelievably underrated nationally. Not that they're at the rate or the level that they were last year with Tilly and Nigel Williams-Goss um, and Matthews out on the wing, but I do think that this team is unbelievably talented, and I think they're worth paying attention to moving forward. Look, I, I don't really know if there's any other way to go besides Charleston here. I know William Murray puts up a whole bunch of points. I know Towson is really live. I know North, North, Northeastern has played really well all year. I know Hofstra... Um, has been interesting in the conference. And I know, uh, you know, UNC uh, Wilmington has uh, Jordan Talley and Kaycock. Uh, but if you're going to go somewhere else besides Charleston and the really talented backcourt, I'd be hard-pressed to, I don't know, find an argument for you. So I think that Charleston, um, especially with Joe Cheeley and um, their backcourt, like, really playing well, I, 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 don't, I don't know why they would not win this tournament, especially with everybody healthy. So I'm going to – give me – Charleston moving on. And you know what? They'd be interesting to look at as a 14 or 15 seed moving forward. So I think I think Charleston, if they win this conference tournament, are, if another team takes a title, then I think you can look a different direction. The Summit League. The Summit League has South Dakota State as the one seed and South Dakota as the two seed. If those two teams don't meet in the finals, I would be shocked. Now, of course, we're rooting for South Dakota State and Mike Dom to make it to the tournament so he gets a little bit more exposure. But you saw how close South Dakota has played them all year. If I was leaning one way, I would say that South Dakota State would take this with the best player on the court. I think if Bucknell doesn't advance in this particular tournament, I think it would be really shocking. Now, this Bucknell team is very similar to the Bucknell team that upset Kansas uh, a bunch of years back 
where they have players, they have two bigs, they have some guards that will take care of the ball. Uh, Zach Thomas is one of the finest players in the country that nobody knows. So I think if Bucknell gets through this bracket, they will be a live team in March as well. There's the rundown of most of the conferences that you want from the mid-major, right? We're trying to do everything we can here on the Screen the Screener College Basketball Podcast to give you as much information as we can. We just want to say, cilantro, gratulatia, arigato, cheers. Thank you so much for tuning in. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.